Blog Talk Radio. And then this big giant in Twin Peaks just turns to the crowd and there's a spotlight on him and he says, it's happening again. Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line on the way home from Nationals Park, where the Nationals dropped a 5-3 decision to the New York Mets, got swept in their home park, six straight loss against the Mets overall. Doghouse, we'll start with some positives. Steven Strasburg on the mound, or Strasbunny, as I have it written in my notes. 3-1 and one in five August starts, 270 ERA, 284 FIP, 194, 276, 380 line against the 30 inning pitch, but he had an upper back issue in his last start, missed a turn in the rotation, but he returned tonight after missing that one start. one nothing after one, but Travis Darno hit the first pitch fastball out the left to tie it up at that point, a home run off of Strasburg. Five Ks, 50 pitches after a 1-2-3-4. His curve was clearly working tonight, really had a sharp breaking ball. Seven uh, Ks, eleven straight outs after a one, two, three, fifth. Sixty-three pitches overall at that point. Nine Ks, seventy-seven pitches after six innings. Twelve Ks, ninety-one pitches after he strikes out the side in the seventh, proving that P2K is obviously better than P2C. But he comes back out for the eighth solo home run by Kelly Johnson. Two-two at that point gives up another hit and that ends his night. We'll get to what happened with Drew Storen in a minute, but let's start with the positive. Steven Strasburg returned. Saw him shaking his neck and moving around a little bit, but he got through a fantastic start, 13 Ks, and really dominated on the mound. Yeah, he he throws the ball hard, uh, and if he misses his location, you make good contact on it, he's going to give up a home run. Gave up a couple of solo shots tonight, but when you don't walk anybody and you don't give up a lot of hits, they're just going to be solo shots. So if you get a little bit of offense behind you and, and some solid bullpen support, that's a winning outing. You know, uh, so that's that's what seven seven and a third. Uh, what you said, thirteen Ks. Did he have any walks today? He did not. As far as, uh, one walk, one walk, thirteen Ks, seven and a third, five hits, three earned runs, two home runs. Yeah, so that's that's a solid outing right there, and with uh, a, a modicum of support from the bats in the bullpen. That's that's a quality winning outing. Uh, oops. <laughs> uh, the curveball was working. The fastball location wasn't necessarily there, but he got them th- through seven and a third. Gave up the tying run at that point. Uh, he strikes out Newenhouse for his thirteenth K of the night, but gives up a single to center by uh, Curtis Granderson. Matt Williams was making the rounds on the talk shows this morning, and they just happened to be the day after he he and the Nationals gave up a big lead to the Mets, lost last night's game. But he was pretty clear today that he was looking for the opportunity to get his relievers back out there, Storen in particular, get him back on the field and get over what's been happening in the last couple of days, but last couple of weeks, I should say, for Storen. But he brings him on to face Ioannis and Spedes. Misses with a one first pitch he throws, leaves a 1-0 hanger hanging up there for Jonas Espedes, who hits a two-run blast into the left field bullpen and just silences Nats Park, except for the Mets fans that were there. Just unbelievable. Storing comes on and gives up another one, gets the last two out of the frame, but 4-2 Mets at that point, and Storing blows it, and Jonas Espedes hits yet another home run ends up beating the Nationals, even though Bryce Harper did his best to come back. Yeah, that was uh, that was a frustrating moment. And if, if you believe in hash brown narrative, you know there there it was. Uh, Soren can't can't beat uh, beat the cards, and uh, he can't beat Yohannes Cespedes. Although I guess he did beat the cards the last time we were over there just now. But uh, 
I, I don't know what's going on with the Drewster. Uh, I, I heard people yelling his name, although it sounded like they were starting it with a B this time. I'm not quite sure what they thought they were saying. Um, that was that was a tough outing. Although I got to say, he didn't walk anybody, so progress. Are you surprised at all? I mean, Matt Williams going to him at that point. Do you leave Strasburg in there to face his Pettis, or is Strasburg done enough and you have to go to the pen at that point if he gives up the second hit and puts another potential winning uh, go-ahead run on there? You know, this this was uh, an article or an item of some debate among the few of us left in my section at this time. And, you know, I, I'm they're, they're saying, you know, you you got to score months score runs. Strasburg shouldn't have hit for himself because, you know, we needed to, to drive in more runs to get more of a lead, so this wouldn't happen. Well, okay, but then who does pitch? Who do you bring out? I know we have a lot more guys in the pen who could have pitched uh, besides Storen, but which one of them's better? You know, you could say, well, who's pitched the best recently? Okay, but who has the best peripherals, the best fundamentals? I mean, th- this is this is an area where you really have to defer to Williams and McCaddy, and you've got to assume they know how their pitchers are feeling, and they're not doing this just to troll us, uh, but because they think it's actually going to give them the best chance of winning the game. So I'll defer to, to their superior knowledge of, uh, of the charts and what the pitchers can do, but, you know, nights like tonight and last night, when they go out and don't do it, boy, it's tough. It's tough to watch. I'm going to leave this one up to you, Doghouse. we got a caller on the line. Do we take the call and take the chance that it's a Mets troll coming onto our uh, radio show, too, now that they've filled up my Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Federal Baseball? Well, you can always just hang up on him. What do you think? Yes or no? Let's go for it. All right. Caller, you're on the air. Please don't be a Mets troll. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Good. I mean, we can't. You just can't. Uh, I think the pitching staff's been mismanaged for all three games. Uh, Scherzer shouldn't have been left in the first night. You got Doug Fister sitting down there. I know Doug Fister has not been great this year, but Scherzer had nothing. Zero. Three home runs. You put a five spot on the board. You don't. You, there's no sense of urgency. There's no thinking outside the box. So you pull, leave Scherzer in when you can't get anybody out. And then you pull Zimmerman when he's pitching well. And you bring Stern in, and Matt says, right-hander against right-handed hitter. Uh, wasn't it Cespedes last night to line the double off the fence off from Stern? Am I, am I, I believe it was. Huh? <laughs> You're not wrong at all. Am I losing my memory? Nope, Matt Williams gave him the chance again tonight. Matt Williams is the worst manager in Major League Baseball, bar none. (laughs) You don't put much faith in the NL manager of the year last year? (laughs) Would you have stuck with uh, Strasburg against? You don't care. (laughs) care. He's the worst manager in baseball. He cannot manage a pitching staff. He left Scherzer in too long, and Scherzer clearly had nothing. He had... Fister sitting down there making ten or fifteen million a year, whatever he's making, a starting pitcher. There's no sense of urgency. You pull out all the stops. He's mismanaged all three games. All right, thanks for the call. Yeah, there. Doug has any thoughts yeah. there? Matt Williams taking the well, beating I mean, once again. I mean, he's he's not wrong. It's a uh, it's a uh, frustrating to watch. 
the moves he made did not work. I'm not sure how many better moves there were to make. Uh, so that, you know, we, we can posit, well, maybe if he'd gone to, uh, gone to Fister last night, that might have worked out. But, you know, he, he was trying to go to the more solid part of the bullpen instead of just throwing up the mop-up guy. <laughs> Perversely, that turned out to be the squishiest part of the bullpen, as we were talking about last night. Rolling the dice on Scherzer, uh, leaving him in to hit there. Well, you know, he's about the best hitter on the pitching staff, better than some of the pinch hitters we could have put up there for him. Uh, and given the thinness of the bullpen, rolling the dice on him for an inning, maybe it works. Of course, it didn't. None of the moves seemed to have worked out. But I, I got to say, uh, much as I have disagreed with Matty's specific decisions on bullpen management earlier in the year, I, I, I don't think he's been as wrong on uh, on what he's tried to do this series. It's just that the players haven't performed. Yeah. Only so much the manager can do. At some point, the players have to take responsibility for their actions and getting outs out there, and they haven't been able to do it. Uh, Jacob DeGrom on the mound for the Mets, 9-3 and three in his last 19 starts, 205 ERA, 22 walks, 138 Ks, and 127 in the third inning pitched, 1-2 and two in four starts for Sinatra. With a 347 ERA, 225, 251, 304 line against the 23 and a third this season, 12 and 7 on the year, 240 ERA, 287 fifth, 205, 252, 313 line against in 169 innings, down one nothing early after Bryce Harper crushes a 97 mile an hour one two heater, home run number 35 of the season, a double by Harper, an RBI single in the fourth brings him in two to one at that point. Bryce Harper pretty much providing all the offense for the Nationals. Clint Robinson with a nice hit to drive him in there, beat the shift, and sent a single through short for a second run of the game for the Nationals there. But that's all they could manage off of uh, DeGrom. So Strasburg pretty much had to be perfect and was until the eighth. Yeah, I I ran into a federal baseball or D.C. guy while I was leaving the game today, and he he said that it was Mets 5, Harper 3. And that's uh, (laughs) – Given his uh, less-than-stellar outing in the game uh, yesterday, it was nice to see him have a bounce back here and pile up the extra base hits. Uh, It's just a shame that uh, no one else could follow up for him or get on base for him or, uh, well, except for, I guess, the RBI single to drive him in. I I should amend that. But, uh, you know, DeGrom's a good pitcher, good on Harper for figuring him out, bad on the Nats for not being able to or the rest of the Nats for being able to do much against him. Uh, and against the, the stiff part of the, the Mets bullpen, which actually is stiff now, uh, the, the Nats couldn't achieve much, although it certainly was gratifying to see that bomb up into the second half off, off Clifford. That was, yeah. that was uh, delightfully familiar for a change. Harper did it again in the eighth there, 36 home run of the season, the two-out blast in the upper deck, takes Clifford deep. Four to three at that point. Rendon bunts his way on, but uh, Michael Conforto with a sliding catch to Rob Clint Robinson of a two-out single there. A really nice play by Conforto. The Mets uh, announced team mentioned that they've been switching him out of there for a better defender in recent games, but Conforto came up big there, was playing deep, and had to go a long way to make that catch and rob uh, Clint Robinson. Oh, great. The Nets have another good new young player, and now it's a position player. Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, what do you like the uh, 
least the history up there with Clifford, uh, Bryce Harper taking him deep into the upper tank. That was a really massive blast there. The first home run was nice, but that was just an absolute bomb the second time around. Yeah, he, he he hit the heck out of that one. That was a Dunn-esque moonshot, if I may say. Uh, off, off the bat, you knew there was no question of all. I just stood up and started applauding. <laughs> Jonathan Papelbon comes on in the ninth. Lucas Duda with a double. Let me just skip to the ninth here on game day so I can follow along and not have to rely on my horrible notes. Travis Darno grounds out, but then Conforto, after making that catch, comes up. Singles, ground ball, the infield's drawn in. He hits a sharp one towards second that bounces off Danny Espinosa. Normally sure-handed or gloved, I suppose. Danny Espinosa can't make that play. And Mets go up 5-3 to three at that point. Didn't make a difference. They got the uh, save in the ninth. Drew is familiar without another run scoring, but Papelbon gives up another run for the second straight night. And the bullpen, once again, giving up runs that are costing that. Yeah, easy, easy come, easy go. Uh, on the drawn-in infield, that, that ball was hit hard enough that Espinosa just couldn't have time to make the reaction play, so I, I really can't hold that against him. Uh, what I can hold against him are his flailing swings at change-ups away. Uh, that was some 2013-looking Danny Espinosa at the plate here tonight. How many times did he strike out? Was it only three, or, just, or, or did he actually manage to strike out four times? Over for four, three Ks. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. This this is not the Espinosa that we were hoping for earlier in the season. Mets get swept. They lose their sixth straight overall to the Mets. Now seven games back with 23 to play. It's not looking good, Nationals. I hate to end this on another downer, but Ryan Zimmerman, oblique strain, is less oblique. I don't know when he's going to be back with that sort of thing at this time of the year. There's really no time to rest it and make it back at all. So, whether or not we'll even see Zimmerman again at this point is questionable. Michael Taylor, according to the pregame reports, his knee is very swollen, quote-unquote, after he uh, ran the bases last night on that inside the Parker and slam and then had a little trouble tracing a fly ball to center. Michael Taylor having a problem with the first attack in his knee after running into the fence the other night. You think we just shut him down for the year at this point since the Nationals are effectively out of it? Uh, a guy that relies on speed like that to have a knee issue like he's having right now, really not a good thing for Taylor. And I think he might have rushed back and try to keep the Nationals in this and do what he could to contribute to the cause. And it's not looking good right now. They said whenever he plays, it swells up again, which is really a bad sign for him. Yeah, I, I, this is just... This has just been the, the, the season of unpleasant and unfortunate injuries. And, you know, it, it, it's getting easier and easier, I think, now for the Nets management to just say, look, put them on the shelf, get better for, uh, get better for next season, because it, it, it is looking unlikely to the point of uh, pointlessness for risking further injuries to people at, uh, right now. Uh, you know. Put, put him on the shelf and wait till next year. Just when you start to believe again with Strasburg, great outing, 13 Ks. The Nationals blow another lead late in the game, drop another one to the Mets, 71 and 68 on the year, seven games out in the NLE, so 23 games to play, as I said. Matt Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Enjoy the rest of your walk home, sir, and we'll talk to you uh, two nights from now. Tomorrow's off, if I remember correctly. So, everyone, take a breath and enjoy your day off. Talk to you soon. Go Nats.